this Bruce. Hey, I need to apologize for the length of time between podcasts. I've uh, struggled a little bit putting this together uh, with everything going on. I wake up every day thinking that uh, today will bring uh, some normalcy, and uh, that's not happening. Uh, it's about a 50-50 chance of that happening. Um, I just wish that one day I would wake up and the drama would be gone, the news would be bright and cheery and um, I just came to believe that um, that's not going to happen 100% of the time and I guess that's unrealistic to think that way anyways um, life can repair sometimes and that's just part of uh, the way the world is right now so but with all that being said I, I still think we um, we live in a great country and uh, I remember a time uh, years ago there was a um, seven or eight year old cub scout that was carrying the american flag on a local parade on memorial day and uh, the flag appeared to be much bigger than the cub scout and the parade started and people along the route were cheering and the young cub scout as he walked by was struggling to keep the flag straight up or upright as he marched and um the crowd seemed to get louder and louder as the parade went on and they were near the finish and uh the cub scout's mom was over there yelling and pointing and uh, appeared she was yelling and pointing as a uh, as a sign of support the parade was over the uh, cub scout uh, went to pull the flag holder out of the uh, his flag out of the flag holder that was draped around his his neck he looked down and he figured out why his mom was pointing and yelling his pants had dropped down to his ankles there was and always glory standing there for everyone to see him in his tidy whities yep his tidy whities so that my friends was me um, and um, I'll never forget that that moment but on it I'll also never forget carrying the American flag along the parade route I, I knew that was I knew that was a big deal I knew that I knew what the flag stood for just for the fact that I'd have been in school long enough that we um, we would do the Pledge of Allegiance and say a prayer at the end of um, the announcements every day. Um, I suspect that doesn't happen on a regular basis in this country right now because of some Supreme Court rulings and some constitutional stuff that's that's um, been invoked. But I used to really enjoy that. That's a big deal to me, uh, being a part of, um, of that every day. And really took pride in it, and I, I felt afterwards that I was really a big you know I felt like as a part of this country after saying that Pledge of Allegiance I mean everybody in the classroom would say it this is a big deal um, but I do I do think it's probably not done on a on a very <laughs> often basis at this point in time and I believe then as we as I do now we live in the greatest country ever and uh, I remember years ago we were on vacation in Tennessee and it was while the Tiananmen Square protests were going on in China I sat there in amazement watching the TV and as uh, army tanks rolled in to quell the protest to stop it um, the army I'm not sure if that would ever happen here it may have happened during the 60s I don't know I, I can't remember maybe it didn't but I don't remember that happening but it happened there because it's illegal to assemble there it's illegal to protest you can't do that and um, I was old enough to remember, I'm old enough to remember the uh, race riots and the 
Vietnam protests during the late 60s and always sat there in amazement and, you know, watching people protest and um, I guess some of them turned into rags and all that, but most of them were, were peaceful. I mean, thousands of people rallying and uh, uh, speaking their, uh, their opinions on what they believed in. And I think that's a great thing. Not a lot of countries have that. I mean, that, that you can do that and get away with it. Do they always end up uh, non-confrontational? No. But I say a majority of them do. We only see the bad things anymore. And that's, that's the sad thing about this media that uh, we currently have. But, you know, we should, be, we should be proud of that, that we have that ability to assemble and that right. So, you know, the other thing, I was watching, a, watching news the other night, and they were talking about religious freedoms. And it was specific to Iran and China. And, you know, if you're a Christian in those countries, you, it's basically a no-no. And um, you can't even have a Bible. And church services are nil to none. And so every Sunday when I go to church... I, I, I'm grateful that I can not only go to church, but when I walk out that I'm not arrested for something I believe in. And that, that's a big deal to me. And um, it's another part of what makes this country great. And, you know, professionally, I've always said that I was a step ahead of where I, I've ever dreamed I would be. And isn't that the great American dream? Or isn't that what America's built on? Is people dream and it happens. You make it happen built upon that. I mean, I think about like Henry Ford. I mean, think about what he did. I mean, he was producing mass amounts of vehicles in the 1920s. That was unheard of. I mean, tens of thousands of cars are being produced. That's, and, and it's just, that's because he had a dream and he lived it. And that's what America is about. And, you know, sometimes my success just baffles me. I just, I scratch my head and say, gosh, how did that happen? Well, there's a lot of reasons why it did happen. But I'll tell you, I had a lot of obstacles to overcome, and one was the way I speak and write. I'm really lazy at both, and uh, I fall into a speech pattern that is really undefined by Webster. Sometimes my writing's like someone who just uh, came to this country and no, would know no English or how to write. And um, so I have to stay focused, and I've learned to stay focused. But I've also learned to use that to my advantage to some degree. Let me explain. I'm a big believer that you that you have always been is key to who you want to be. You, you know, who you have always been is key to who you want to be. Remember that. I believe that in a casual setting, letting your guard down, sometimes let people see who you really are, and it actually produces a much better conversation and uh, feedback than walking in with an agenda, making sure that every word that comes off your lips is prim and proper, the, the right, you know, the right etiquette and all that. I'm not saying that if you're presenting a 30-page deck to a group of executives that um, that you act like that, you really need to be focused on that and prepared and all that. That's a big deal. But if you're with a group of, of people when you're trying to get feedback on how to try to improve the business and and uh, how to move forward. Sometimes letting your guard down and being yourself without all those fancy words, without an agenda, sometimes will bring forth a lot of good feedback that you can take 
and build upon. Um, you know, I think that's a big deal to me is, is how you interact at all levels in an organization. And I'm not saying that at lower levels or if there's a level with the organization that you should uh, treat differently. But I am saying that when it comes to feedback, sometimes how your approach is and the way that you present it um, will either provide good feedback or really bad feedback. And I think in some instances you have to let people uh, know who you are. You have to let your guard down a little bit and go from there. Um, you know, years ago I was uh, I was interviewing at a company. I, I really was interested just for the fact that I heard that they had a great environment with employees and the customer and all that. So I met the uh, I went and I met the senior leaders, um, and uh, we uh, we were at the uh, front um, desk, and they said, "Hey, how would you like to take a tour?" And I I said, "That'd be great. You know, let's walk around, meet some people." Let me see how you're laid out and all that. Well, halfway through the tour, one of those senior executives looked at me and said, you know, I know your background. And I have to be honest with you. You're, you're going to have to prove to me that you're not some old-time stodgy banker because that's not the way we operate here. And he really didn't know anything about me because that's not how I ever considered myself working in the banking industry. And um, so... At that point in time, I kind of figured out I didn't want to be a part of that company. But it was a real eye-opener how people looked at people like professionals like me and the industry as a part of and some type of judgmental statement on how we act and how we're perceived to be. I was never like that. There were times where I had to be professional and a lot of times where I had to do presentations in front of senior executives and and, and things like that and in front of large groups of people where I had to be focused and do the right things, but when it came to feedback, uh, trying to get feedback in roundtables and stuff like that, that was not me. I tried to relax a little bit more um, and just uh, be me and try to uh, let them see that other side of me that, uh, you know, not everything that came off my lips had to be perfect. Um, so anyways, uh, obviously that company didn't allow me to uh, express my Bruce systems. So... You know, don't get me wrong, grammar and ability to express yourself properly is very important in a lot of situations. But if you're trying to get feedback from people, the best way to do it is to be yourself. Um, let your guard down a little bit. Um, carry on a casual conversation. Um, it, you know, this you don't have to be prim and proper. You know, everything that comes... Um, from your lips does not have to be a um, some type of you know great speech um, or words that are eloquent. Just uh, be yourself. That way they feel comfortable in expressing themselves back to you. You know, a lot of times what comes from that is some great feedback that you can take and build upon um, and, and improve processes, improve the employee experience. Um, the worst thing you want to do is walk out of one of those meetings and not not have something that's tangible that you can um, work with or work from and improve the process. So, um, you know, what's interesting is even in the interview process, I used to interview a lot of people for leadership positions. And I'd always try to get the person I was interviewing off the professional 
focus track just a little bit so I could uh, see what they were really like. And I think that's important because I've hired people who were one way in the interview and one a different way when they actually got hired, and that was not a good good experience. So I always tried to kind of get to know them a little bit from a personal perspective. And the way I did that was just laying my guard down just a little bit, going into casual conversation, trying to see what they were about. It also helped me learn how they would adapt our environment. So that was a big deal to me. And um, so I always tried to do that in the interview process. And uh, I think it helped because you know, I knew what I was getting or what we were getting as a company from a leader perspective. So, um, you know, I've been afforded uh, the opportunity through hard work and determination to achieve a lot of my goals. And, you know, none of it's been because of my gender or my color or anything else other than I worked hard. I've, I've figured out how to communicate, communicate with people at all levels of the organization. I think that's important. Um, and I, I seized the opportunity where it existed and when it existed. I understood where that opportunity was and uh, when it existed and I went for it. And that's what you have to do. You have that doesn't exist in a lot of countries. We live in a country that's built on, uh, you know, dreaming and living the dream out. And that's how uh, success is defined in this country in a lot of ways. And as this country's been built on, if the opportunity exists, you go for it. And you don't ever sell yourself short. And everyone, and I mean everyone, has something to offer. You have something to offer. Don't ever tell me you don't. And that, my friends, is what makes this country great you to not only dream but to take that dream and live it out remember that you dream but also take that dream and live it out with that we're going to let you go for today we'll try to do these a little more often